Welcome to Wandering in Hope. Now here's Madisonville Church of God pastor, Josh Benson. Hello everybody, this is Pastor Josh. We're glad that you're checking in. What's going to be the first part of a three-part series, we're going to be talking about the same thing we're talking about in church on Sunday morning at Madisonville Church of God, 3895 New Highway 68, Madisonville, Tennessee. I want to read first to you from 1 John chapter 2, verse 15. It says, Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh, desires of the eyes, and pride in possessions, is not from the Father, but is in actually from the world. And the world is passing away along with its desires. But whoever does the will of God abides forever. Now, John could have very well stopped when he says that all of this other stuff, this prideful, sinful desire of material things, of spatial, temporal things, is not from God. That's theoretics, that's philosophy. It works, it's fun, it's fine. But he doesn't stop there. He, he continues and he finishes by saying this, The world is passing away along with its desires, but whoever does, if you're out there watching with me, say does it's a powerful word whoever does the will of god abides forever so here's what we're going to be talking about we're going to be talking about consumer christianity uh i like to think that what we do in these wandering of uh wandering and hope segments is that the whole idea is we're journeying through our faith we're wandering but we're not lost we're just wandering in hope as Tolkien might say uh, Tolkien said that not all who wander are lost. And so we're working our faith out in this journey. And I like to think that what I'm doing in these videos with you is going to encourage you. It's going to enrich your spiritual life. So I want to be positive influence in your life. Every once in a while, though, I might divert and just chastise a segment of Christian culture that needs to be addressed. And today, I'm sort of going to do that, okay? But put a positive spin on it for you encourage you. You hear enough in media, whether it be social media or whether it be conventional media, you hear enough out there about how twisted culture is, how dire straits the church's uh, condition is in, and uh, segments of Christendom are just watered down, and the faith is on, 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 on its last mends. And I like to try and remind folks, though, that God has always had a remnant of people. You know, God has always had a segment of faithful, faithful people who absolutely refused to bow to culture. They refused to give in to selfishness. They refused to be lukewarm. A segment of people have always existed who were on fire for God. Okay? So, I think that honestly, this is one of the reasons why I love Madisonville Church of God. I, I see in our church how so many people are connected and ministering in different avenues and aspects in our community. There's so many people in our church that are active in some kind of service for God. I see it at Triumph Tuesdays, our Celebrate Recovery service every week. I see it Wednesday night Bible studies. I see it in our activity that we have in the local jails. Uh, I see it in our care group ministries. Uh, that take place on a monthly basis. And I'm just really blessed to be part of a majestic church family where everybody wants to be active and using their call, their gifts and talents that God has given them in their life. It's a pretty selfless atmosphere. But we can't pretend like there are always those folks who attend our churches 
that are really just there on a nominal basis. What I mean by that is they call themselves Christians, but they're not tapping into God's true abiding, life-giving purpose in their life. So there's always going to be those people in our church that we need to nudge. We need to nudge them to find where they belong. It's easy to build a church on being cool or promising to deliver the goods to people. Uh, it's hard to build a church based on the idea of how much service can we give away and how much sacrifice can I make. That's tough, okay? but it's much more rewarding. I believe that our church, we should see our church not as an organism that feeds us. We should see ourselves as a church that we then are the organism, okay? And we feed those around us. That's what church is. At the heart of Jesus' teaching is to die for yourself. It is to live for others, to live for Christ. Paul says to live for Christ is gain. In what way? Gain for us or gain for Christ? Okay. What is the difference in consumer Christianity and biblical Christianity? I'm going to tell you in a nutshell, then we're going to flesh it out over the course of the next two segments. Consumer Christianity says, what can the church do for me? All right. Biblical Christianity says, how in my life Am I refracting the glory of God towards others' eyes? All right. How is my life a spectacle of God's amazing grace? Okay. So, I'll give you an example of consumer Christianity and we'll end this segment. Church shopping. I see this a lot as a pastor. Uh, I had a guy come to our church at one time. And uh, he came on Wednesday night and he says to me, uh, great guy, he says to me, yeah, we figured we would come on Wednesday nights because we know Wednesday nights are your low crowd and that will give us an idea of what the core of your church looks like. And I thought, oh, well, okay, well, I'm glad, I'm glad that the people who I serve at work as a landscaper haven't went around to the initial landscape jobs that I did early in my career and looked at them and judged what I can give them now based off what I was at my weaker points. Man, that, is, that would be a raw deal. And so I, I shook his hand. I was like, that's great. And then he left. And I was thinking, man, that's really unfair. Like, that's ridiculous. But people do the same thing with church that they do when they date people. Women, Men, when they go out on dates with each other, watch these reality dating shows, and they're analyzing every little nook and cranny about the person. There's no wonder you can't have commitment nowadays. There's no wonder you can't have faithfulness. People don't love, they don't choose to love anymore. It's consumer relationships. It's the same thing that we do with church. It's all about judging the church by the most minuscule of details and asking, is the church fulfilling my needs? That. It's sin. It's sin. And it'll destroy your spirituality. What we must do is quit asking, what does the church do for me? And we must ask, what do I do for the church? Here's what I want. I want our church to be the kind of place that there's going to be times where I do not enjoy the music, but I'm totally into my worship. I want our church to be the kind of place that I'm connected to in such a way that the latest program or the latest sermon series the pastor is doing may not even be relevant to me. 
but I'm going to be a, I'm going to be there on the pew faithfully studying and applying that to my life as much as possible. I want our church to be the kind of place that I'm so connected to that I would rather sweep the floors if our church was committed to the gospel and faithful to the call of God in our community. I would rather sweep its floors than go to a church that runs a thousand people and has 30 different programs for my young people. People come to me sometimes, they, you know, I hear them say, oh, yeah, we're interested in church. What does your church do with your young people? We'll show up to Sunday school on Sunday morning. We'll teach them the gospel. How about that for starters? Church shopping is destroying the congregation of God in America today. Don't be a church shopper. Don't be involved in consumer Christianity. Quit asking, what does the church do for me? Do something for the church. This is Pastor Josh. Check out the next two segments. And what I'm going to do is ask you at the end of the third segment on consumer Christianity to, in a short, concise way, just write out what you think consumer Christianity is and how you in your life, that's right, your life, how you are ridding your soul of consumer Christianity and being a faithful uh, contributor to your local congregation. And I'm going to pick the best one of those entries, the best one of that comment section. I'm going to pick, this is a little biased, what I think is the best. And you can come to church on the first Sunday morning in July, and I'm going to give you a $50 gift card to a surprise place of my choice. All right? So let's hear those comments, and stay tuned for the next two segments on Consumer Christianity. This is Pastor Josh signing off. Peace. Peace.